Hi, and welcome to Rescuing Churches. If you love pastoral life, ministry, and church revitalization, this is a great place to join the discussion about why the local church matters, how we can help the ones that are in decline, and be an encouragement to their pastors along the way. We'll even get to hear stories from special guests about what God is doing in the church at large. This show is hosted by two guys who serve the local church and is for everyone within the local church. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rescuing Churches, where it's always a great adventure discussing church revitalization and pastoral life. Learn more at 614ministries.org. Josh Givens here, along with my dad, Stan. Dad, how's it going today? Doing good. Doing good. Excellent. Doing good. Doing good. Knocking out some podcasts. Loving the ministry. Knocking out podcasts. And you want to talk today about a phrase that is thrown around a lot in Christian circles. Yeah, it gets on my nerves. This phrase that annoys you. Gets on my nerves. Now we're having church. Like, now we're having church. Like when the congregation really gets into a worship song and the worship leader is all like, now we're having church up yeah. in here. Something now like we're that. having church up in here. That's right. <laughs> Something well, like that. You hear it at I, concerts a lot. I think, I think I've heard people in our own church use this phrase. <laughs> <laughs> too. But, so I'm, I'm hoping yeah. nobody gets offended by yeah. this. Yeah. Well, like that kind I of guess it's good that our I guess it's good that our worship was going good enough that we could call it church. Yes. But, but let me let me. Pause here, but it happens. Say, in con- you've been to concerts where, oh yeah, yeah. where the crowd really gets into a song. Just yes. that's that's really what happens a lot. You know, the concert's kind of going good. Everybody's enjoying it. The musicians are excellent. Everybody's singing with them. And then all of a sudden, there's this one song and maybe a new one or whatever that sure. Tomlin does or whoever. Oh yeah, you know, and and all of a sudden, the place is just the energy's so much stronger and so much better. And you'll hear somebody in the, you know, leadership say, you know, now we're having church up in here. And I'm like, like we weren't before. <laughs> well, yeah. Like church is the thing you have. Yeah. You, you can't have church. I mean, I, the phraseology is a problem for me. Yeah. And, and I get that because and, I'm a phraseology guy. Yeah. And I got to, yeah. and I got to <laughs> pause here and say, and you even sort of alluded to this yourself in the notes, context really matter and wording matters. Phraseology sure. and, and stuff sure. like that matters. And as I was just kind of thinking through this, reading your notes, there's actually probably quite a few Christian phrases and cliches and things like that that are, that are poorly worded. <laughs> right, right. And one that I was thinking about that's always kind of annoyed me a little bit is the whole, if God will bring you to it, or if God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. Right. And I've always just thought about that phrase and the way that it's worded and how it's one of those phrases that's like people people like to use it because it's like, oh, it's really cute because it rhymes. And so it must be true. And I'm like, no, not really. I mean, it might you know, maybe you brought yourself to whatever that is and God will bring you through it. Or right. maybe he did bring you there, but he's not going to bring you through it until you sit there for a while and learn your lesson. <laughs> right, right. You know, or... Or as a martyr, maybe you had to die. Exactly. You know, you, some, some of the martyrs did not make they it They got through. there and then died. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they weren't resurrected. Or maybe the bringing yeah. through process will take like a few decades. But that we would say that's through, through. just a different sort exactly. of version of that. So 
these are the kind of poor wordings we're actually talking about here. Absolutely. I could harp on that all day, but I won't. So. Yeah. And I'll just clarify, you know, if we get hate mail on this, at least we got mail. At so, least we got mail. Yeah. At least we got some mail. So you're welcome to reply Please. to this. If you think I'm off on this, <laughs> your comments are welcome. Feel free. You know, I'm a 60 year old pastor dude wrestling with this contemporary phraseology that keeps showing up that I think is very poor, poorly worded. Right. So, and I just turned 35 and, and, I want, and I'm, I'm considered contemporary, but I kind of see where you're going right. with this. But I really want to challenge our younger pastors and definitely the younger worship leaders and musicians and janitors and everybody to be careful <laughs> how you say what you say about the church. Okay. So this right. idea of having church versus being the church. So t- mm-hmm. tell me the issue you, you tell. Let's start with the, the poor wording. What's the issue with that? Okay. What's going I, on? I get the idea that it implies there are times when we have it and times when we don't have it. That's how it Like sounds. it's a store that's opened or closed. Right, right. right? We're right. having church. And it limits the church to an event or a gathering. I mean, in the context that it gets used a lot is because we're in the building and we're singing and worship just got good. You know, one of the, one of the instrumentalists can, or singers can stop and go, now we're having church. Right. You know, we weren't having it 15 minutes ago when we all got here and greeted one another. Yes, we were. Yes, we were. Because <laughs> yes, we're we the were. church. <laughs> we were. But, but church isn't just inside the building either. So exactly. And again, uh, you know, all you Greek scholars, um, you know, can, can tear me up on this. I know the word ecclesia is a gathering or assembly. And I agree there's an element of church in the New Testament, um, that's supposed to be together. And it's an easy way to refer to the gathering. Sure. But I also believe the New Testament church was a, it is the bride of Christ. It's a living organism. It's the flock of God. It's more than just and, the assembly. And the bride of Christ yeah. and the body of Christ. Yeah. So it's alive. And all the, Things that express that is say that it's far more than just a gathering together. Exactly. It's actually something that's alive in a community. Sure. It's living in the community right now. We're sitting in our living room, you know, in the headquarters of 614. Finally, we're doing a podcast yeah, exactly. from the 614 actually, headquarters yeah, in, our, in our home because <laughs> uh, our church has so much going on at the church. They're having church They're at having church. church at church. <laughs> having a youth activity. So, so we're, we're, we're here doing this here, but, but, Church is happening anywhere. Our, our van was just full of about nine people that drove into a homeless part of town with uh, 10 or 12 meals and gave them out to homeless families and talked to them. Yeah. And they were having church. But, yeah. They yeah. were being they were, the church. They were being the exactly. church. That's the phrase. That's the phrase. That's they were being <laughs> the church. And and they weren't in church and there was no band playing while exactly. they were, you know, while they were handing out meals to poor people in our community. Yep. Um but it's it's just interesting to me that we we think it's we let that phrase get get us into a place where having church means it's all got to be this high energy. We're having fun now, and, and, and so so part of a, what you're, now we're having church. I'm like no part of what you're actually saying here. Then and correct me if I'm wrong because again going back to me being the thinking through this just wording wise and communications wise and going back to to all that you're you're. The, the argument then or the point then is that the poor wording is actually placing some improper limitations on what the church, capital C, actually is. Yes. It, it and, limits and, and it. You limits be, it. you being the grammarian it. here, there is a difference between having something and being, being something. something. Oh, yeah. A exactly. Huge, huge difference. difference. And, and at all times, a Christian who is a true follower of Christ 
is the body of Christ. Sure. There's never a second of my life that I'm not a member of the body of Christ, which is the church. The church. Yep. So there's not a second of day. When I go to Walmart and meet a lady in the, in the, you know, aisle that I'm helping get a package down that's over her head and I'm greeting her with kindness or trying to help her and she thanks me and, you know, I'm able to say God bless her. And then she triggers on that and goes, Oh, are you a Christian? I go, well, you know, actually, now the church is in Walmart. Right. You know, we're being the church in the community um, at that local activity. Uh, when a senior saint on her hospice bed is praying for her Sunday school friends, her pastor um, is praying for the church from her hospice bed. She's being the church in her hospice bed. You know, I mean, she 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 doesn't have to be at church with a band to do that. Single mom showing kindness to a shut-in down the street. You know, that's that's the activity of church. Not having church, but being the church. Exactly. Um, you know, when a machinist that works at a blue-collar deal is modeling Christ-like attitude, when his bosses are griping at him, when when the whole place is blowing up around him and, and everybody's at work is all, you know, going crazy, but he is actually staying very focused and going to have a Christ-like attitude and becomes a uh, a help in that situation with Christ-like attitude, um, church is happening. You know, there's no band there playing for him. Right. You know, Chris Tomlin doesn't show up and sing. I mean, he might have the radio on the background on, you know, I don't know, maybe on Christian music, but, but I'm just saying that you don't have to have this high energy moment where everybody's all on the same page and we're cheering or whatever to have church. Right. You be the church right. by doing the, the will of God in every circumstance of your daily life. The happening of the church, they can be very quiet in a neighborhood, in a community, but they're also very powerful because the church is an ever-present force of spiritual fruitfulness in every community. If a church is healthy, if a church is healthy, right. its members are out in the community doing the work of the church. Exactly. So the church is an active, alive, functioning uh, entity within the in the community. Right. And we're not having church when that happens. We're being the church. Right. I'm just picking terms apart there. Yeah, you Again, are. You're, all the you're hate ripping mail, it to shreds, man. <laughs> all the hate mail can come flying in and you address said, that to you. You said before JD we even Gibbs. started this yeah. ep- this episode, you were going to preach, and I'm just let, sitting here letting you right. know. Right, so. <laughs> right. So let, let me ask you, and you listed a bunch of specifics there. Uh, and how is the church still the church when it's not gathered and assembled? I mean, you listed some actual specifics, but I mean, obviously we know the church is the people. Um, so, so give us some examples. Anything of what that you has mean, obedient, like, anything you know, that has obedience to great commission and the great commandment. Right. Anything so that's like that's, sharing your elevator testimony is one thing we do, you know, looking for an opportunity to tell like somebody crazy. about what God's done for me. Right. Um, t- taking flowers to people, mm-hmm. to, to, Senior citizens on Valentine's Day that have lost their loved one, right. uh, widows and widowers, um, whatever it is you're doing, you know, feeding the homeless like some of our guys do today. Sure. Um, anytime the church is actually obeying great commission, great commandment, loving your neighbors as Christ loves you um, and discipling, you know, bringing others into discipleship and preaching, sharing and preaching and teaching the gospel. And there's a lot of great uh Speaking of discipleship, and you know, there's a lot of really great um, study resources out there to pair up with your own personal reading and time. Great commentaries and stuff like that. But 
the the discipleship factor really is big. I mean, you know, if you're going to grow in your personal faith, being discipled with and by somebody else is is and you've talked you've talked about that a lot here on previous episodes. Yeah, and just like when I, you know, my the guys that I disciple when I'm sitting down at lunch with them, you know, at at Cracker Barrel or you know crystal hamburgers we're just sitting down eating and talking we're being the church because we're spiritually nurturing each other right. in a discipleship process so that's being the church yeah and you've not got ha- a- we're not having church there's no band at crystal playing right you know yeah you've got a whole list here of what being the church actually means so let's go through those real quick um being the church means that we love lost people in our community and you've kind of already touched on that mm-hmm. a little bit you know, we mentioned different things that you can, you can share, do share in your faith and, and looking for opportunities, opportunities. To be, being proactive, proactive and looking for opportunities to do that. Yeah. So practicing, you know, out something you might have learned about how to share your faith, mm-hmm. like your elevator testimony, um, right. the life on mission resource right. that we've referenced before. Yeah. And just that the example of that elevator testimony, you know, I just all really off the top of my head the other night on Wednesday night. You know, I just shared with everybody how to do that. And right. we had a, a lady brand new to our church, it was her second week there, decide to, um, she really liked it. She was afraid to speak. I had people speaking them out, rough draft speaking them out into our, our sanctuary that night. We had about 35 people there. And we had people speaking their testimonies, their elevator testimonies that we trained them how to do within a minute. You can say your, your, your story with Christ. Well, she didn't have the courage to do that, but she put it on her Facebook page. Right. And when she put it on her Facebook page, somebody saw it and said, this is awesome and shared it. Right. And somebody shared it. So her testimony. Oh, yeah. It was all over just social t- media. took social media. And right. it was it was literally just three sentences. Sure. That were fantastically honoring to what God had taken her from and brought her through. Exactly. And so. And then being the church means that we're personally trying to grow in our faith life and our behavior to be more Christ-like. So this is like every day personal disciplines and as I mentioned a second ago, there's a lot of great yeah. study resources. And yeah, when when one of my church members is sitting down with his or her Bible, reading the Bible to understand it, that's being the church, right? You know, when when they're when they're having quality prayer time, uh, when when they're trying to figure out how to apply the passage they read that morning for their study, um, apply it to their life. They're being the church, exactly. Um, you know, when when you look for people to disciple, you mentioned that already, um, and help them get closer to God. Uh, when you're finding ways to encourage other fellow believers, when you know somebody at the church has really had a hard week or a hard day, you see it, you know, through some post they put on social media, or maybe you just know they were having a hard week, and you find a way to encourage them, um, and then you encourage them to go help somebody else. Yep. We're we're to spur one another on to love and good deeds. Yep. You know, some of the guys that went out and fed the homeless today literally talked somebody into getting in the van with them to go. Yeah. They weren't planning on doing Hebrews ten twenty four, man. They weren't planning on feeding the homeless today. They had other plans. But then, you know, the way the guys talked about it, I was like, this is going to be, it's fun. You'll enjoy it. Come on. And all when of a sudden. Come, when it comes to dis- the discipleship, let's backtrack to that one for a second. How do I actually, because this is a question that we've we've actually received this question from a couple of the pastors and, and a couple of the people in our in our network here with 614. How do I actually find somebody to disciple if I'm looking for disciples? First thing you would want to do is talk to your pastor right. at your church. If you're a layman, talk to your pastor and say, is there somebody that you know that's, you know, a newer believer or younger than me in their faith? Or what and, if the pastor is looking for people to disciple in, yeah. the, in the community? Yeah. To me, that's that's 
I, I highly recommend start with rehabs, mm-hmm. especially if there's some faith-based rehabs in your community and you have to drive 30, 40 minutes to them. Sure. A faith-based rehab is full of guys that are trying to figure out how to do life with Christ. And they, they've never had that guidance and they're starving for the one-on-one attention. Right. Um, and so that's a really good place to start that. But, but you might, you know, the, the local Metro jail would have the same thing. You just got to filter through, sure. but the chaplain at those jails can give you, can point you in those directions as well. Um, and then you might just, you know, pray and ask God to show you somebody right in your community, um, a local plant. If there's oh, yeah. a, if there's a, you know, a, a, a business nearby that's got a lot of employees. You can ask yeah, the, he, he may connect you to somebody. Ask the leader of that yeah. business. Do y'all need a chaplain? Do you need somebody just to be available to pray with somebody exactly. when their family's in need? Exactly. Um, I'll be, I'll be, you know, by phone, you can call me anytime somebody in your company lose, has lose a loved one. Yep. Uh, and, and you just want somebody to, as a company, you want somebody to oversee that moment with them. Exactly. So you don't have to as the boss. So there's a lot of ways to get your yeah. your name in the door of a place where you got Out in the new, community new people exactly that you can interact yeah, with. I, I would even throw like uh, hospital visits in there if you're a pastor that makes hospital visits. Right. And some local, especially the smaller hospitals, they they're always looking for a chaplain. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's a guy that's just going to be on call for you know when we need you here to pray over something. Yeah. So. And being the church also means, as you mentioned here, uh, helping each other do the work of the ministry, not just know it or think about it. Yeah, that, to me, that's probably one of the biggest things is we're going to actually practice this. Right. We're doers of the word, not hearers only. Exactly. You know, from James. So we actually need to practice. And and I need to help my friends practice and they need to help me practice. So if they see me not sharing my faith, not witnessing, not loving the lost, not reaching out into the community. Somebody needs to speak into my life and go, hey, sure. c- come with me to do that. Don't just sit at home and do nothing. Don't just be stagnant. Let's go back to our do nothing podcast. Yep, Whatever exactly. you do, you know, <laughs> don't do don't nothing. Don't do nothing. <laughs> because being in church also means, next bullet, that we are honoring God with our money and our time. Yeah, just looking at uh, when, when, a, when a church member says, hey, I want to donate, you know, a couple of thousand dollars to this project or a couple of hundred dollars or literally five dollars it's all i have to this project because i really see it as an important project that's being the church they're sacrificially giving to the church with cheerfulness willing you know the church in corinth you know begged to give and i love that so um but when, when we're doing any of that when any of our people practice any of that it's being the church right not having not having church. And, Being and, church. and ultimately what it really means, your last point, is that Christ and his desires will always and forever be more important than our desires. Exactly. Yeah, it's saying I'm going to put him first. Uh, I'm going to do his will first and only, and it's more important than mine, so I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to die to myself and follow him. And anybody in your church that's practicing that this week, however that happens, whether it's in their home, they had to die to themselves so they didn't have an argument with their wife. You know, their wife fussed at them about something. They're like, you know, I'm not going to argue back. I'm just going to accept that moment and apologize for whatever the conflict is, and I'm going to solve it. All of that says I'm being the church, right? Right, exactly. All right, great discussion. Some really good clarification between having church and being <laughs> church. I'm done ranting. for Yeah, for all of you verbiage people out there. We would encourage all of our pastors who are listening to share this with your fellow pastors. It's going to do it for us today. I'm Josh. That's Stan. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you all next time.
You've been listening to Rescuing Churches, a discussion for the local church and its leaders. This show is brought to you by 614 Ministries. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 614Rebuild and visit us online at 614ministries.org. Also, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Thanks for listening.